Starbucks, walk and talk, number two. Here we go. Hey, guys, leave uh, somehow, if I don't have the comment section hooked up over here under this post. Let me know what you think of these. Because I don't want to be wasting my time. Although, I guess I'm not wasting my time because they help me out getting the shit out of my head. Because I have too much head. <laughs> too much head. What do I want to walk? Coffee cup. Where's my keys? Wallet. The sun's out today. It's stupid. I mean, it's good. It's going to be warm now. I need to wear a hat because of my shaved head. I think my shaved head should make me more spiritual on its own. You know? Like, I think that should just be an automatic. If you shave your head, you get woke. I think that's fair. Had a good podcast last night. That's for shizzle. For sure. Talked to my old buddy, Aaron. We, uh, we actually got sober together years and years and years ago in Lansing, Michigan as part of Mickey Paw, which is Michigan Young People of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's basically a bunch of hyper horny men and women getting together, having dances and game board night and a bunch of sober activities and uh hooking up with each other once in a while, causing a bunch of drama. And then pretty much wash, rinse, repeat. But it's a good time. I think had something like that not been around at that age of 24. There's no, I don't know if I would have stuck with Aaron for as long as I did. I still go to AA, but that's why I don't say my last name. Look at that little guy. Girl? Girl or guy? Girl? Yeah. Little pit bull. Yeah, after about eight years, he just started drinking. And it wasn't, uh, apparently it wasn't an issue for him. Like, he's able to drink like a normal person. Which is pretty cool. He said he's gone to therapy a few times, which I think is pretty nice. A lot of people in recovery don't go that far. They, uh, they just want to quit drinking, you know? Or quit doing heroin or whatever. 
I don't want to actually maximize their potential. This is what I want to do. I've literally gone back out and using on purpose, trying to further my spirituality. I wouldn't recommend that. Hey, good afternoon. You know what? You know what's true about me going back out drinking after eight years is uh, I learned that there's no separating yourself from God. You can't do it. It's impossible. Probably the only impossible thing I can think of right now that I believe in. But what you do do is you destroy yourself. And I think that's the other thing I learned. Is I thought God was creating all my happiness. Like from afar, you know. And what I learned was, I'm responsible for my happiness. I get little boosts. Little God boosts. Once in a while. That, you know, knock you back into awareness. But, I can't rely on To a certain degree. I think I should put this hat on because it's too busy. But Aaron had a lot of wisdom. Uh, him and I have both been called old souls over and over again. I had one lady call me. Is in Durham, North Carolina, at a Unity Church. We're doing like a meditation, group meditation. And this lady that was running singled me out of everybody. And said I had a lot of Christ energy. Like, what the fuck's that supposed to mean? Doesn't make sense to me does to a degree, but I don't want to get into that. It's a clue for me. You start getting into things that are not easily palpable and turn a lot of people off. So maybe someday in the future, when I have a nice, good foundation of people using the, the website for a good resource and 
listening to podcasts and stuff. Maybe I'll start getting into some of that crazy shit. But maybe I need to get into it now. Because people are looking for it. I don't know. One thing about doing these podcasts and these walking talks is I really hate my fucking voice. <laughs> I really hate it. I sound like a chump. Mumble. Got this weird list. I don't like it. He's gonna do a lot of effort to push up on it. To try to talk more manly. But I'm not going to waste your time. So Aaron's last wisdom bomb. I have everyone when they come on. I have them give a wisdom bomb. The wisdom bomb is, if you were going to die tomorrow, what's the one thing you would tell your kids or the next generation? What would be that one thing? And his answer was really good. It was, no matter what happens in your life, you get to choose who you want to be. And I really liked that. I thought it was really good. We talk a little bit about fear in that episode, too, and how it's a soul sickness. Gotta put on my face mask. I'm living in authoritarian America. Fucking bullshit. How are you? I'm alright. How are you? How do you know what I want though? <laughs> I probably don't have any money on here. Getting bored yet? What's that? Are you getting bored yet? Am I getting bored? Waiting no. for me? Yeah. <laughs> no, we've actually been pretty steady today. And I was making drinks earlier, so keep you busy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you're getting up. Thank you. You know what we don't see enough of in America? 
Aston Martins. What else you guys want to talk about? You know, one of the ideas I want to have happen, one of the intentions I want to have happen with this website is there's a lot of value in what 12-step programs have to offer. Not just the community, I think that's a huge part, and I do want to build a community with this, but also the actual steps that they promote as being their solution to addiction. Like, they're really, really powerful. I mean, it's, it's in all of the programs, too. I've been in... Uh, I've been in probably five programs. And it's, a lot of it's because I had a big resentment towards AA because my wife was cheating on me with a guy in AA. And that really fucking pissed me off. So I like asked, I left the house immediately because I didn't want to respond out of rage, which is what I was feeling. But the steps themselves are really valuable. Thank you. Hi, Ryan. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm alright. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Oh. It's almost my only social interaction is on Starbucks.
Step one is powerless over alcohol, and my life's unmanageable. That's right. Hey, hey. Well, it's pretty easy, right? Like people go to me, they realize so that's pretty easy. Two is come to believe in a higher power greater than ourselves. Of course, people hear that, they hear what they think is God, and then from God they think Christianity, you know, old father figure guy, white beard, they think of Catholic mass, they think of all this stuff associated with that word and don't understand that those ideas and beliefs they have of God are actually false and toxic a lot of times for me. I can't go to religion. I get fucked up. This doesn't feel right. It feels like it's funny. Like there's just a bunch of people there to gossip or something. And I just don't believe in most of the tenets of Christianity. I like Jesus. That guy was the badass. I don't know if he was the son of God. I think the Roman Empire said to say that about him to unify people, but I don't think he said that. Either that or it's completely mistranslated. Which is possible because the Bible's been translated quite a bit. But still a good book. It's got a lot of data. Good data. Wisdom. It's got a lot of wisdom in it. So what? Maybe with the help of another person, what your kind of ideas of God are about, what they look like, and then uh, realize that maybe those are false. And then from that point, Concept of God. So much thing to say. You know what I mean? Like, if you need to do homework in the next lesson, next chapter of the course or the class, but the teacher still has all of the writing from the last few courses of the class. And you can't do the homework because of chalkboards. So you have to do the chalkboards. 
there are some new correlations I have with God that are really useful. And they're just one word. I think wisdom is God. I think truth is God. I know people are doing the whole postmodern truth is subjective or objective or whatever the fuck bullshit I don't know if you've ever read these books or listen to people talk about that shit but they're just going around in circles jerking off they're mentally masturbating they're like nothing but they're really smart like they have a big brain but they're also really stupid they can't see it just spiraling around nothingness but, so if you can start with a clean chalkboard, you can start writing down new concepts, start building better concepts than what you have. Like I said, wisdom. I when I was young, I didn't know how to live by it in a way that was happy, peaceful. I didn't know how to manage myself in those ways. I didn't know much about self-discipline or the importance of it. And that's all wisdom. So I like the idea of wisdom. I like the idea of you learn how powerful the truth is. Sets you free, man. Jesus was right. The truth. He showed all the truth and the truth set you free. Maybe that's Paul's move. best I can do for love is giving without expectation. Whether it's time, resources, whatever. It's the closest thing I got. And, well, no. I'll say you know what love is? I got this from the Bible too. Patient. Gentle and kind. So, for example, wow, this is kind of cool. I'm just talking about this, making me realize I didn't know what love is. I associated love with this warm and fuzzy feeling. That I would get with girls I was fucking. They don't get anywhere. I think I fucked my heart dry or something. I don't know what the fuck I did. So my friend, I think I talked about her last time. She (laughs) 
I see, uh... Having a hard time with drinking and drugs and all kinds of stuff. And she kept relapsing, relapsing, relapsing. CPS got called to her house because she didn't have a furnace in her house and winter was coming. They just had a little wood burner in the corner of the house and you can't eat the whole thing with that. So they came for that and then they came because her and her son got into a physical altercation. And I don't know, I guess she bit him and he hit her with a stick or something. That was a big deal. And then, uh, it turns out the son was stealing her prescription drugs, selling them at school, and that he was suicidal, and that he had been thinking about taking the drugs to kill himself. He told his therapist that. So, of course, they had to come in and do something about that. What else? But I tried for a long time to push her into a recovery program. I told her how easy it is to do right now because of Zoom. All the meetings are online. So it's really easy. You don't have any excuses. Of you don't have the time to get to one or whatever. But that was the, that's the thing. I don't know. If she, she went for a while, I think. But after the, the suicide thing, I got really pissed off because I have a thing for children that are being neglected. I get, I get really angry and I want to get, um, there's still something in me that wants to get violent about it, you know? But, like, in my imagination, I am being violent about it. And a lot of that is because of the way I grew up and stuff, you know? But for weeks, I kept nudging her into trying to go into AA and, like, push her and encourage her. And I was about ready to give up. I was just frustrated. I was going to give up, and I was just going to cut her out of my life completely. Unless she got help, you know, and we were doing the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament book study. And it said in there, be encouraging towards your brothers and sisters at all times towards what's good and right, you know, and it just changed my perspective. And next time I talked to her, I, I had that resentment, the anger about what she was doing but I was still able to like push her in that direction and I think finally that was the one that got her to go to meetings so that was cool like hopefully she's still going I don't know I don't talk to her much that anymore I did finally just 
I just told her that her drama and dishonesty all the time was really taxing on me. So I'm going to, you know, keep my distance. And she didn't like that. So I don't know if she's going or not. But hopefully at least she has an introduction to it. So that's the second step. We clear out the, oh yeah, there's the, you know, one thing we often hang on to is this hellfire, brimstone kind of God, like we're going to hell and shit. So that's an idea that I think is false. I don't think it's real. So I wrote that down and decided that that's untrue. And I decided that if I die and I do go to hell, I will just pray my way out. Because fuck you, that's why. Uh, so we should have a good, loose framework of what God could be. Loving, kind, gentle, patient, encouraging, wisdom, truth. I'm sure forgiveness is in there. Healing was a big one. I had a lot of healing with God. There'd be times I'd be praying and I'd just start crying. It was really powerful. It was really weird because then I would pray with other people, like people that that were asking me to be their sponsor in the program. I'd go and pray with them and they would start crying. Like right in, right in front, like right in the middle of the day in this huge building and shit. And uh, so like there's power in prayer. Like it's a really powerful thing. And if you combine it with meditation, then you're fucking cooking with fire, man. Like, there's not much that can get in your way as far as your own behaviors or even external or mental external obstacles. It's pretty amazing. Power there. So now that we have some words to redefine what God is, we can say the step says turned our will and our lives were the care of God as we understood him what I say is I let myself be guided in thought and action by the principles I wrote down in step two that's what I say that's kind of my attitude And then I've had lots of spiritual experiences without drugs. William James writes a book called Variety of Spiritual Experiences or something like that. Old school book, really hard read. But I could relate to like 40% of the people he was talking about in there. I used to get visions and white lights and healings, crazy healings. Some foo-foo shit that we won't get into right now, maybe in the future. Um, So yeah, you know, I surrender myself on a daily basis to be guided 
by the principles I put down as how I want my God to be. So, and then for myself, even as I share this with you, which I don't even know if any fuckers are going to be listening. There's a piece that has entered the room I'm in and me. And it's my belief that that piece is always available. But we shut our eyes to it. We fall asleep to it. And that praying and meditating and doing step work or whatever spiritual activities and tools you incorporate into your life their design is to wake us up to that reality. That this God thing people talk about is not a far away entity. It's not male, it's not female, it's none of that shit. It's not any race, it doesn't give a fuck. And it's been with us the whole time we've been alive. We were just asleep. Because no one told us the importance of waking up. Or how to stay awake. When I watch the news, I see a bunch of sleeping people. It's kind of creepy. Those are working in an organized fashion now. I see a giant wave of authoritarian government coming into play here really quick. It's going to get weird in America. I don't know if it'll be communism or fascism, but it's going to be authoritarian, I think. At least way more so than what it is now, and I don't like that. I don't think COVID's ever going to end. This is a part of life now. Well, I hope you enjoyed this little Starbuck walk and talk. I did enjoy it. I got a lot of benefit out of it, so I guess if you don't like it, then that's your fucking problem, right? Well, hopefully we'll see you tomorrow then. Bye-bye.